Hi everyone, it's Mal. And this is AJ here with Multi, and we're here to give you the mole tea. This right here is an inside look at how we're building and launching a wellness startup. Hey y'all. Hey everyone. <laughs> Welcome back. We are in our second to last episode of the season, which is leading us to launch. So the next time that you will hear from us is actually after we've launched. So we'll have insight into how that was, how that felt, all of that kind of stuff. But to start off today, so last episode, which was one of my favorite parts actually of the episode was when we talked about launch and launches and how weird of a concept they are. And so I wanted to touch on that really quick again in terms of the pressure that founders do put on themselves when it comes to launch. And I was saying at our meeting on Monday yesterday, actually, that for some reason, I don't really feel too much pressure about this. Mm. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. But yeah. now that we are a week away, AJ, how, how are you feeling about launch coming up? I feel pretty normal. I think we've prepared extensively for this, like everything we've done ever has led up to this. I feel like launching is an exciting thing and then afterwards a lot of work starts <laughs> in a, in many ways so that part I think I'm I'm feeling a little bit nervous about but mm -hmm. the launch part I'm not yeah I feel the same way I was thinking about that today and I think in a couple of the last times that we chatted about how with launch it's just the first step of okay now your stuff is out there but mm -hmm. the the bigger step is sustaining sales which I think yeah people don't always talk about in that it's one thing to get your product out there it's one thing to get your brand out there but then the next thing and the biggest thing is you are a business and as a business you have to maintain revenue which means you have to constantly have sales as a consumer product good company you do but that's the part that yeah is a little bit nerve-wracking and at that point is just a matter of trying things and seeing what sticks yeah <laughs> it's definitely a lot of work but we've been doing this <laughs> for quite some time just behind closed doors so I think one of the main differences is like doing it more directly to our consumers mm. and like in the field but all in all we're launching we're here. And I think that that mm -hmm. is worth celebrating in itself. Yeah. And I mean, you see this so many times because you work directly with so many brands. You see how much work goes into all of the things in order to launch and then after that. So I'm sure you've gotten like a <laughs> inadvertent training. <laughs> <laughs> when I yeah, when I do this with my brands, they're not my brands, but with the brands that I work with. I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm not an expert in the after. That's why I'm, there is a technical co-founder and a more business oriented founder here. I, I don't usually touch those things as much. So this is also very much a learning experience for me and also has been super valuable for like the other work that I do. Hmm. So we are about to launch and we haven't yet touched on our actual launch product, which we kind of teased in a couple of the episodes leading up to this. And I think is something that we finally should talk a little bit more in depth on and explain a few of the specific changes and what the benefits are. But this is where I'm going to throw to you because you are the executive 
executive who is expert at product mm. and formulation. We had the multi-patch, which as many of you already know, we've updated. And so what have those updates been? Yeah, so the multi-patch previously functioned as a standard hydrocolloid patch, which is already an effective solution for bug bites, blemishes. I don't like to use the W word. <laughs> I try to use it as little as possible, but it rhymes with um, wombs. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, so it's it's already, you know, seen and borrowed from the clinical space and input into the beauty category. But what we've done is really taken it up a notch further, and we've actually imparted some active ingredients that are meant to really interact with the application site in such a way that's really beneficial for speeding up some of those processes and lessening the, the appearance of a blemish or a bug bite or something of the sort. So what we've put in the patch is a ferment. It is a postbiotic ferment, which we've all probably seen a lot of places in so many different applications, but it is lactobacillus ferment. The reason why you've seen it in so many applications, it's because one of the most abundant bacterial strains in your body and every microbiome that you have, whether it's your skin, your gut, your vaginal microbiome, it's pretty solid and, and super colonized, I guess, in your body. But whenever it comes to your skin, what this postbiotic ferment does is it, it actually acidifies the application site to a point where it doesn't allow pathogenic, so you know, acne-causing or infection-causing bacteria to survive in that application site, which is really helpful for an application such as a blemish or like an open sort of cut in your skin. Something else that we also input was mint extract. And I like this because one, it smells kind of sweet. And two, it offers kind of a tingling sensation, just a little bit. Not necessarily one that's uncomfortable, but one that's actually really pleasant, we found from our testers. And ultimately, what we really implemented this to do was to provide a soothing benefit. Mint and peppermint have been really well studied to have antibacterial benefits. So this is something that we find is really useful for an application like this. And I think those two ingredients really sum up what our product pipeline aims to do, which is really harness the power of our body's metabolisms and processes so that we can input them into these nice little sensorially pleasing products. So we have this product as something that really addresses not only the skin microbiome, but also a thing that we all experience. And we're excited to really implement very similar technologies into our upcoming products as well. And something really cool and important to know is that it is actually the first on the market, at least from what huge. we can find, <laughs> which is yeah. pretty huge. But there aren't any other hydrocolloid patches that utilize the active lactobacillus ferment. Yeah. So that is super exciting. Which I find interesting. Yeah. I find it really interesting because it's kind of one of those applications where I'm like, why hasn't anyone thought about this yet? But I find that in a lot of skincare applications, specifically in like the space that does not involve over-the-counter, so just topical, regulated as a cosmetic, these are things where I think it borrows a lot from the drug delivery space. There are things that have eventually fallen into the skincare industry that used to be 
previously over-the-counter applications or really well-studied technologies so that it's like widely tolerated by consumers, things such as salicylic acid, such as retinoids. So we find this to be really something that is kind of within the same flavor as that, really making sure that we really use these studies to our advantage, but also contribute to the scientific field as a whole, where if we were to, you know, launch a patch, which we are, that has a postbiotic ferment, how does this really contribute to the field, especially when it comes to the skin microbiome? Because it's super understudied, but really well vast fields that we're really hoping to conquer alongside researchers. So, And speaking on that, I feel like it would be useful here to touch on or explain what that six layer of skin is, which, well, yes. I mean, you didn't, you didn't mention six layer of skin, but the yeah. microbiome, the skin's microbiome as a six layer of skin. Yeah. So it's funny because anytime I have to give a talk or do like a big presentation, everyone in my life like sees the worst of me. What? So that's happening right now. But I'm giving a talk tomorrow, completely unrelated, but still has to do with the skin microbiome. And the first slide is the nature paper that mm. shows the six layer of skin. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all know how like if Vogue is publishing it, it's like, okay, maybe this is something serious and to be recognized in the space. That's the case for Nature as a journal, a scientific journal. So for Nature to be publishing something on the cover and saying that this is a frontier that is highly understudied and that there's so much opportunity for really healthcare oriented research on mm. that's huge i didn't <laughs> so know it was I, a cover I, story <laughs> oh it is so important it was huge i mean that yeah iconic how long ago was that published i believe it was 2020 or oh, 2018 whoa. like the late yeah this is like it's new recent. or and not new because i'm sure people had been studying this for years but it's more so i guess brought into the mainstream quite recently yeah it's it was definitely a shift there's been a shift but what it is, because I feel like we've just been talking about it, <laughs> is that Nature published an article. It's a literature review that shows a lot of quantitative and qualitative assessments on the skin microbiome that really positions it as the top layer of the skin, more so than the stratum corneum, which we all fondly know is the skin barrier. So for Nature to call it that really does signal to scientists and even to consumer-led brands where it's like, hey, if you really want to focus on solutions when it comes to skincare, start looking at the microbiome. But yes, very big. And that's why we caught on so early. There's usually a pipeline when it comes to, you know, things like this, in which if researchers are seeing it, then they implement it in the clinics. And then mm -hmm. later on, way down the line, it becomes really ubiquitous in consumer goods. So we're really trying to be at the forefront of that here too. That's why we have the first patch that does this. Mm-hmm. Go buy it. on the market. <laughs> yes, go buy it. 919. <laughs> we're launching and we're recording this exactly a week before launch. So this is very Ooh. in real time, this conversation. But also in regards to the patch, it is biomimetic. And I think this brings into the conversation, the six layer of skin, the skin's microbiome. And so can you explain a little bit about how mm -hmm. the patch is specifically to biomimicry? How is the multi-patch 2.0 biomimetic? Yeah. So for something to be biomimetic, it needs to be able to follow a similar structure function relationship with the area that it is addressing. So I know Mal's favorite example is Olaplex and K18. I think my favorite digestible explanation is jojoba oil. There is one concrete study 
not sure why there aren't more, but there's one concrete study that shows that the lipids in jojoba oil actually mimic the lipids naturally found in your skin. So if we apply it topically to our skin, then we're really using something that has a similar structure in our skin to upregulate certain functions such as elasticity and loss of wrinkle volume and plumpness. We follow the same approach with the patch. And in order for you to really catch on to this as biomimetic, you first have to have the understanding that the microbiome is part of the skin's structure. So once you check that box off, then you realize that applying something that is supposed to in many ways complement that skin structure and therefore upregulate certain beneficial behaviors such as being antibacterial or getting rid of pathogenic bacteria that is too populated in a site to um, cause a breakout, then that's what essentially makes this biomimetic. We target the structure for a beneficial function. So really the lactobacillus speaks a lot to that. The peppermint extract doesn't necessarily, it's for a sensorial benefit, but that particular, the lactobacillus ferment is like top tier. If, if you're looking for a biomimetic patch, <laughs> there aren't any else. So. If you're looking for one, well, we know where you can yeah, find it. <laughs> it's <exactly>. right here. <laughs> Biomimicry is a huge part of our brand. It is our formulation philosophy, and it's just mm -hmm. such a core staple of sort of the science, not sort of, definitely the science behind yeah. a lot of the things that we are doing. And so it is a word and it is a term that you will likely see a lot from us and how we are just explaining our products and how we bring all of our products together and have this through line amongst all of our formulations. So biomimicry, keep an eye out for that because you will see a lot more of it and if you need help knowing what it means, just ask us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can talk all day about it. So maybe ask Mal. <laughs> so all of our next products, including the next couple that we will be launching and the ones that we have been testing also are biomimetic. And we're excited to be able to elaborate on those as time goes on and in the near future. Okay, so we're launching with one product, which... Yeah. Isn't a lot of products, but so regularly, I feel like a lot of brands and maybe a lot of people who are trying to start brands out there, they're like, oh, I need this entire collection of mm -hmm. five products and things like that. And I wanted to kind of touch on this because I know even from your experience in working with a lot of skincare, beauty brands, people probably do feel the pressure to have a whole collection. What are your thoughts yeah. on launching with just one product? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my heart goes out to the, the product developers. <laughs> but I think launching with one product, just for logical reasons, can be very valuable. Launching with one product is obviously easier because you can speak directly to your consumers about it. You can focus a lot easier on just one thing and you don't have to multitask. However, launching with five products can also be really beneficial, right? Because you can implement things in a regimen. If you read my Beauty Independent article from January, 2023, you'll see in my 2023 predictions that regimens are more so accepted in skincare ongoing rather than just one particular product that's supposed to meet all consumers' needs. But conversely, we do know that most shoppers aren't getting all of their products from one brand, right? So we decided to take that route to launch with one product just because we would be able to focus more time on rolling this out in the way that we feel like our consumers deserve. 
And also for that reason where, well, first of all, obviously financial reason, but if we roll out three products at once, you'll need to really like have a through line of communication through all three, which we do, but not only from detours in production timelines, we decided to really set the stage on what we really want to offer into the world with this one patch because it really does speak directly to what the rest of our pipeline will look like. But if I were to advise new founders, maybe start with one. <laughs> I think behind that comes the the pressure, because we talked about this in the previous episode, as I've already touched on, but this pressure to make a brand be all these things at launch, mm-hmm. when the more important thing is just getting it out there and getting started, because then you can take the learnings from the actual action and the actual execution and and take that to then start tweaking and refining mm-hmm. because even as we've experienced over the last year, we have only just, I think, in the recent months really come to this feeling of clarity in terms of what we're doing, in terms of our our products, in terms of the messaging behind it, in terms of all of these things. But that definitely came over time. And though we didn't launch, technically, we had a soft launch. But Mm -hmm. through that time, we did things which we were executing, which allowed us to learn from those experiences and from that Mm -hmm. feedback. So when we sample with our dot com and things like that, that still is action moving forward, which then allows us to take that insight and tweak as we go along so that we can come to you with the best possible thing that we could at this time. So I think founders out there shouldn't put too much pressure on themselves to have to come up with 20 products at launch. I mean, yes, it would be nice. And if you have the the funding and resources to be able to put together a few things, then by all means, go for it. But if you're starting small and you're starting with little, don't feel too much pressure about those things. And I guess it helps too with your formulators to not stress too much about all the things that they have to they have to formulate at once with rigid timelines and things like that. But there's a lot of jobs that AI can't replace. I mean, can replace. (laughs) But this one, unfortunately, it's nice to have humans behind. Still handmade. Yes. (laughs) So there's that, and then also, of course, the financial part of things. Like if we had more resources to be able to go into large scale production with a few products and that would be so amazing to be able to do but for us we're doing what we can with what we have and I think that that's that's the best that anybody can really do so we're launching with one product and we're super excited I'm actually really excited and in talking about this product and in talking about putting it out there and us being this new wellness brand, I'm really excited for how the product has transformed into being even more cohesive with what we are trying to do as a wellness brand in particular, you know, providing these topical and ingestible supplements, which we we talk about a lot, mm-hmm. but providing these things to help people feel good. So super excited. What have you on your side of things? I'm curious for you to elaborate on this, but what have been, if any, specific big challenges that you've experienced in us in, I would say, particularly like the last maybe six months in getting to launch? (laughs) (laughs) We laugh because it's like at this point, (laughs) at this point, what isn't a challenge? (laughs) I think, and this is something that I see with a lot of brands that I work with too, 
at the end of the day, there's only really so much that you can do in terms of, of you know, saving money when it comes to all this. Mm. It is a very cost intensive thing to produce something from scratch. It just is. This is why I also advocate for private label these days. Mm. Like, there's nothing wrong with the little private label. Mm. We offer it at Sula Labs, if you're interested. <laughs> but <laughs> go get their little private label pack. Please go order. Our goodies, yeah. Wait, actually, I got to send you some. <laughs> I feel like you've probably sent me the first versions of these private labels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always making something. I don't know. That's really what this is. But yeah, it is a very cost-intensive and time-intensive and labor-intensive thing mm. to do because a lot of what you're doing is translating your vision to someone whose expertise is to make something and unless you guys are really, really, really on the same page, like luckily for us, I make products, I do research, Mal does design, so we didn't have to do a lot of that translating in those senses. But when it comes to upscale, you really don't have no choice. Mm. <laughs> so I think that's something that is a struggle regardless, mm. unless you own the manufacturing plant or you are like in really good graces, which thankfully I've had the opportunity to get in good graces with some manufacturing folks but even then they're running several projects supply chain is terrible mm. ingredients are expensive great technologies are expensive and that's just the truth and i feel like which some people don't realize when it comes to producing product is that a lot of those financial figures are always in flux depending on where things are at in the world so like an ingredient for example could cost one price at one point and then something in the world happened this you know seasons change whatever supply yeah. is low and then those figures can change which then impacts everything else so I think that there's so much I mean common theme amongst every single conversation that we have had and are having is that things are always in flux and you just always have to normalize to whatever it is that that normal is in that moment because things just are always changing <laughs> yeah i mean it's just all about adapting and being okay with failing which mm -hmm. is like i feel like the takeaway from all of this entire series and will always be yeah this entire season i feel like and any potential future ones we have it'll just be like yeah same thing different circumstances just know we'll be talking about failure <laughs> Even when we win. If that's not what you're trying to hear about, then maybe it's the, the wrong thing to listen to right now. But yeah. And I think for me, like the biggest challenges have just been, I think it's like similar, just different things in that it's like doing what you can with what you have right now. Being okay too with not being able to do everything, just trying to get everything that is possible to get done with the limited hands that we have right now so in going into launch like there are so many things that come into play there is obviously getting your product together there is prepping your product there's packaging your product there is prepping shipments if you're doing seating to influencers or friends and family beforehand getting all of that stuff prepped if you're 
prepping packages for press, getting those things together and sending all of that stuff out. If you are sending stuff out to people and seeding, it's getting those lists together. Once you get those lists together, you have to reach out to those hundreds of people, get all of their addresses, make sure you have the right contact info. You know, there's all of that stuff. And then aside from that is getting your website together, making sure that everything is functioning and moving and will be able to work by the time that you launch. And then into that, all of the marketing things. So getting your content prepped, shooting all the content, editing all the content, getting it ready, making sure your calendars are set, scheduling everything out, and then all of your marketing funnels, your email stuff. So like the list, (laughs) the list goes on. Please, you're being scary. (laughs) And the thing is, is like, I do always mention because sometimes people ask me about this and they're like, well, how do you know where to start? And I think that we do have many advantages in literally our team Mm -hmm. is three people. It is myself, AJ, (laughs) Allison. And so with that, we are lucky that we know a lot of these steps. Like when it comes to product development, you can be like, okay, we need to make this sample. We need to do this testing. We need to do this. We need to do that. If I was just trying to figure out because I don't have that expertise, I would have to be Googling, researching, asking people, all that kind of stuff. But we save that time. Which isn't fun. Yeah. And we save that time by having you here. And then with any of the other stuff, it's like all of those things that I just kind of brain dumped and spit out there, that list of things, like the reason that I know those things is because I have experience doing them. So like we do have the advantages of being like, okay, these are the things that we can kind of knock off the list with the resources that we have right now. And these are some Mm -hmm. things that we may not be able to do right now, but we know are things that we want to be able to integrate into our plans in the future. So for people who out there who are like, where do I even start? I honestly don't have a resource for you. No, yeah. You start by doing it. Yeah, you just Which start. It's something that I really struggle to convey to folks sometimes. Like, when they have a grand vision, I'm like, get in there and do something. Yeah. Like, you have to fail. I, I hate it. I don't like failing. I'm a Capricorn moon Virgo rising. <laughs> but you have to do it. Yeah, you just have to do it. I had someone ask me this question the other day when I was speaking with this group of people who want to start their own thing and somebody asked, where do I even start? She was basically like, okay, you're saying to just do all these things, but where do I even start? Like, what's my first step? And I said, anything. I said, anything. I said, if it's a product, then figure out exactly what that product is. If you aren't the person to make it, figure out who's going to make it call them, email them, reach out, make it happen. (laughs) Right. No one these days calls, but (laughs) it's just anything really like take any step. And so, yeah, we are very lucky in that we can know approximately what that list is of the to do's and cross them off as we go but for anyone else out there just do it nike was on point with their slogan they meant that they meant it (laughs) just do it and (laughs) just do it and just do anything like any step in that direction is a step so okay well i guess this is going to be a quite a short episode because i feel like we have gone through things pretty quickly but honestly it kind of is just a touch base and being like we are about to launch and this is our product and this is how we're feeling in all of this because it's been a long time coming and 
I don't know if AJ, you have any last words mm. before we get into launch or anything you want to conclude with or touch on before we get there. Because yeah, once once you actually launch and you're getting into a flow of things, I feel like you're just in a different phase. You know, you're just getting yeah. into a different stage of what you're doing and strategy changes, thoughts change, things evolve. So is there anything that you want to touch on before we get to the the big day? Um, first of all, wish us luck. Second of all, I think I don't know, I'm I'm thankful for Mal. <laughs> <laughs> Mal deals with a lot of my shit. <laughs> no, there isn't and, much shit. That shit being like <laughs> Being like, ugh, I don't feel like doing anything. Or, <laughs> yeah. It's great to do this with someone mm. that cares and is just so knowledgeable. And not only that, but I find when there are super anxious moments, Mal is always the one to be like, you know what? It's okay. <laughs> and just having that reminder is really big for me. If you are, you know, in a co-founder relationship, I really hope you have someone as great as Mal. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I, yeah, I, I think it's really important to, you know, be homies, mm. be good to each other. At the mm. end of the day, it can be rough on you. There are great days, there are bad days, there are unforeseen days, but having the right people to do it with, I think is what makes it worthwhile. Oh my gosh. That has nothing to do with launching, but I'm just like reflecting and I'm like, hmm, Yeah. I feel like true. you're gonna make me cry um but oh please don't cry <laughs> I'm trying do not that. to but I appreciate <laughs> that thank you AJ I mean I think the exact same about AJ it's funny that you say that about me because like I think similar things about <gasps> you like I feel like you are always the person who I don't know the way you deal with things is really inspirational huh? <laughs> <laughs> what nah Allison and I talk about this sometimes too because I'm just like you do just do things you know like yes it doesn't take away from the fact that it's stressful or that you have hard moments or that you have hard times or like difficult like Like everyday roadblocks or like you know just we all get in our head and I've been reflecting on that a lot about being like wow we are really our biggest fucking roadblocks the things that we are scared of and don't believe that we could do like all of that shit is the stuff that gets in our way I mean you're so young and the things that you have done in that time is pretty incredible and so admirable and I am so grateful to be working with you and to have you on this team and to have your expertise and your knowledge and just you as a person as AJ has said find people who you could be homies with who you could yeah who you really do yeah but (laughs) but who you actually align with values wise and I know that sounds cheesy in some ways and people might be like sure fine you know people who you (laughs) like and blah 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 it's really that easy but I feel like when you do and you do align deeply in terms of what you're trying to do I feel like if we didn't have that commonality I honestly don't think we would work together and I don't think that we would align if that's not there and if you aren't really open to being empathetic and caring towards each other then it's not going to work like we've been saying this shit's hard it's not easy it is and if you can't do it with people who you can do hard things with or feel inspired by or feel supported by 
then shit's gonna go dry real quick and you're gonna want to get out of there (laughs) like (laughs) it's not gonna work so so I appreciate you AJ and I just yeah I'm really really thankful I do in the grand scheme of things think that we were supposed to be in each other's lives and you know connect in some way because yeah I'm really really glad that all of this happened but all in all we really care about each other in this business and we're so thankful to everyone who has supported us so far thanks for hanging in there with us even when we weren't clear with telling you what we do for some reason you still loved it <laughs> and thank you for that and shout out like shout out to the dot com to all of you thank you for being there and supporting us and yeah wish us luck as we go into launch 919 we love y'all we love y'all and we can't wait to launch multi officially and our products into the world so yay bye bye y'all i'm popping in here real quick for one last plug you can find us on launch day and every day at mydailymulti.com and follow us on all socials at mydailymulti on instagram at mydailymulti.com on tiktok and give us a like comment review all the things and thank you so much again we can't wait to launch